Buckle your pads and button your chin strap. It's the Thursday Morning Football Podcast. Good morning, everyone. My name is Brian Jennings, and welcome in to the Thursday Morning Football Podcast. I'm joined by Aaron Rodgers' barber, Steve Palladino. Steve, what is your secret to giving Aaron Rodgers kind of that macaroni penguin and Peaky Blinders mix haircut? Oh, one day he came to the barber shop. He goes, Steve, I want the Nicolas Cage from Conair look. <laughs> you can't forget that, obviously. I mean, you know, that that was definitely planned, by the way, when he showed up with the, the white wife beater. That was the lowest tip I ever had, too. <laughs> it was one of my top moments from the summer. In the <laughs> Actually, yeah, it was. And I'm also joined by Tom Brady's publicist, Joe Boyle. Now, Joe, we understand that you used to be Aaron Rodgers' publicist. What made you take your talents to Tampa? I mean, Brady and the Bucks have, they've just been god awful lately. What, was it Rodgers' new haircut that drove you away? No, I wouldn't do ayahuasca with him. So he, uh, he let me go because I wasn't freeing my mind. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> All right, so whether you're on your way to work or you're just waking up, spend an hour with us every Thursday morning as we debate and discuss the top games and stories in the NFL, poke fun at one another through some offbeat topics, and realize how bad we really are at making picks and predictions. We have a great show for you this morning. We're going to look back at week seven, begin our all-time NFL fantasy draft, and also look forward to week eight. So we start with... The Cowboys this morning uh, in his first game back from getting surgery on his fractured right thumb. Dak Prescott was mistake free in a 24 to 6 win over the Lions at home, going 19 of 25 for 207 yards with a touchdown and no picks. But an honest evaluation of Dak's return, I don't think it would have mattered who was under center for that game. Cowboys defense dominated with two interceptions and three fumble recoveries. Just another example of why the Cowboys are 5-2 and two right now. Dak even said it himself. I'm just playing my role. But the thing that I'm looking at with Dak here, if we continue to see a mistake-free Dak, basically for the remainder of the season, uh, with that defense carrying the Cowboys the way they are, Joe... What is the potential for the cow this Cowboys team? I mean, is it playoffs? Is it winning, you know, that tough NFC East division? You got lost in the script there. I thought I thought you cut out on that. <laughs> yeah. Um I was gathering my thoughts there because I'm just I think I'm a little surprised that we're surprised that Cooper that Cooper Rush isn't the starting quarterback anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's it. Yeah. I think Listen, that's it. I think you got it's you know. We were talking about the Cowboys, uh, the Lions last week, and you know it's it was a good bounce back game for the Cowboys. Let Dak get his feet wet. They get the Bears next. The Bears kind of showed what they can do, and maybe they'll be a tough team. Then they get the Packers and the Vikings. I don't know. They have a tough stretch here. Um, they get and then they get the Colts and Texans after that. They could cut out and get an eleven six record. I would say come out of the season and get a playoff spot. I mean, it, that's not with a five and two record now. I don't think that's too far out of the realm of possibility, especially after the way the defense played. Right? If the defense doesn't play like that, then I'm I my tune is different. But 
The defense looked good. Tony Pollard continues to kind of be a guy that that is probably RB one now. Taking that spot, I would, I would, I would say that taking it from Zeke, and you know, it's a it's a different looking Cowboys team than we've seen. But with Dak back, maybe you know they run they run through and they get a playoff spot, and we'll see where where it goes from there. Steve, this is a Cowboys team that's obviously in the same division as your Giants. Uh, do they pose any kind of threat to your Giants or, you know, even the Eagles for that matter? Well, yeah, Cowboys already beat the, you know, beat the Giants already this year. Um, I I think you could see a different Dak now. I think he probably looked at the games that Cooper Rush was quarterback in and say, oh, maybe I could do, you know, minimum turnovers and low yards just win the game. So I think he learned from sitting out. Uh, but, if, yeah, they're a threat. That defense is unbelievable. It's got to be what? I mean, we all can agree probably top five, at least top ten in the league. Yeah, I would, I would probably say, yeah, I'd have them in the top and, ten. You know, as you can see, the NFL trending now, defense is going to win. Um, you know, Eagles got a lot better getting Quinn now. Uh, Joe, you, you watch the Bears. I mean, that's going to be a huge pickup for Eagles getting him. Mm-hmm. And that division's just—I I think we could say that MC Beast is back. All right, the Packers, on the other hand, they might be packing it in. <laughs> the Packers lost their third straight game, and to the Commanders, nonetheless. Aaron Rodgers' haircut looks terrible, but. I got to say, the Packer offense looks worse. And to top it all off, Aaron Rodgers keeps making more and more excuses at the podium. And pretty soon, he's going to run out of things to say. Now, I know it sounds like we've been putting most, if not all, of the blame on Aaron Rodgers. But I feel like we've expected him and we've seen him get out of these kind of situations before in years past. I I don't know. I just feel like that's always been the way with, with Aaron Rodgers and that Packers team. Steve, why are the Packers as bad as they are right now? And basically, is the Packers season all done? I'm kind of thinking losing Adams is that really that much of a big loss for them. A totally different team um, with him there. Well, they're definitely missing him right now for sure. Oh, he has no weapons. Um, I don't I mean, you always could turn around. You have Aaron Rodgers. He's one of the best quarterbacks in football. But do you just, do you think they're in too deep though? I mean, with these young receivers, and I mean, we really haven't seen much out of Dobbs, and you know, you know, Lazar was supposed to be, I think, bigger than what you know he's been so far, and I don't, he hasn't really been to me, he hasn't been like a standout receiver, like a, a no, standout I, star receiver, you know. But yeah, I think it's a lot of pressure on, uh, you know, Rodgers to carry this whole team on him. Um, but I don't think the offensive line's helping much either. When I was watching, you know, the Giants and Packers, they were blitzing them every time. You had no time to throw the ball. Uh, the run game's not as good, but, you know, I thought Jones and Dylan back there would be a good duo, but I, they just don't look like a great team. I mean, you're never out of it, but it doesn't look like it's coming together at all. How how much of the blame, though, Joe, do you would you put on uh, LaFleur for this? Do you – I uh, mean – not a whole lot. I mean, he's dealing with a pretty depleted offense. You have to, you forget too. They don't have David Bakhtari right now either, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and from what I've seen, like he's day to day and literally like 
one day he'll wake up and he'll say he's ready to go and, and ready to hit the field and play a game. And the next day he can't get out of bed. So that surgery that he had is really <laughs> screwing him up right now. Yeah. And um, last I saw, it's unclear if he's even going to be practicing this week. Um, the last couple of weeks he's made it to practice, um, which is like obviously strange. Um, but that's like, that's, you know, their left tackle. That's a huge, that's a huge guy in the line for them. And, you know, I, I, we talk about guys Aaron Rodgers is missing. I bet he's missing uh, Batari more than he's missing Devontae Adams right now with the way he looked last week. Yeah, I mean, he's constantly rushed, really has, like, no time to throw the ball. I mean, he's kind of scrambling all over the place and, uh, you know, making these errant throws. And, I mean, it's 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 definitely surprising because we're not used to seeing this out of, you know, especially out of Aaron Rodgers. And it just makes you think, like, you know, this the all the mess that was happening with, you know, you remember in the offseason of – whether or not he was going to even return to the Packers. And the whole time I'm thinking like, he's going to, he's going to go to a different team because that's the way it was looking. That's the way it was sounding the entire off season, basically. But I mean, you know, obviously it's a big surprise that he returns to the Packers. And I mean, do you guys think he tries to, you know, find another team after the season or, you know, possible trade or, I mean, what, what do you guys, how do you guys feel about that? Basically, and, and basically what's left of his career, too, because he's got to be nearing his the end of his career, you know, one would think. From what he said, it sounds like he's in on staying in Green Bay. That I mean, that's from what he says. So, I mean, no, I think at this point he – I think he, he just signed that deal, too. Maybe he signed that deal expecting – at the time he signed it, expecting that would help them lock up Devontae, so – that might affect things, but I don't. I don't put a whole lot of merit in the in these trade talks. I don't think he wants. I don't think he's requesting to go anywhere. So, unless they try and move him, I don't think he's leaving. Okay, Steve. Any final thoughts on that? No, uh, I think Joe nailed all. I I don't know. Do you? If you ask Rogers, do you think he regrets staying there now? Too. I don't know if that would creep up in his mind. That's an interesting question because there's definitely a lot of frustration there and you could tell. And like I said, every time that he's at the podium, I mean, you could just tell that there's, you know, there's probably so much that he wants to get off his chest. Um, and saying back too, Brian, when you said if they're, you know, if they're out of them, it, do you still trust Kirk Cousins in first place with the Vikings for that division? <laughs> I mean, you already know the answer to that question. And, yeah, so, and, so you're never out of it. <laughs> yeah, very true. Very true. All right, not Tampa Bay, Tampa bad. Speaking of disappointments, if you thought it could couldn't get any worse for the Bucks, well, guess again. After dropping an embarrassing two point loss at Pittsburgh last week, the Bucks fell flat on their faces and didn't even score a touchdown in their second straight loss at Carolina. Tom Brady hasn't had a losing record this far into a season since 2002 when he was with the Patriots and they dropped four straight to fall to three and four. Also, Tom Brady has never been under 500 after eight games in his career. Joe, is the ship sinking for the Bucks? Meaning, is the season over for them? And is it time for Tom Brady to walk the plank? I don't know. There's a lot going on there right now. I mean, 
it's tough. It, it's tough to say that Patriots team that you mentioned that dropped that four in the middle of the road. They did go in nine and seven. I mean, they turned. They figured out how to turn it around. Maybe that's the experience Tom brings. Well, that was oh, that was also only his second season too in in New England. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I, it, he didn't look great as the starter. He didn't. He didn't look great last week, and a loss. A loss to the Panthers is is pretty detrimental right now because they were, you know, last week we talked about our worst teams in the NFL, and I think we all unanimously kind of had them in our bottom three. So, it's the ship is definitely sinking. That's a good way to put it. So, Steve, do you see the Bucks missing out on the playoffs? Uh, it's looking like it right now. Uh, to, I don't know what is up with that team. Uh, this is like very really disappointing to see a Tom Brady team playing like this, um, even against Carolina. They're still leading the division. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the no, division's division not – yeah, that's a bad division, especially with the Panthers in there. The, I mean, you have the Falcons. Saints are kind of like up and down. They're so That's so. the most, most disappointing team in football. I'm sure they're kicking themselves in the butt. The Saints – just not capitalizing and taking over that division of bad Tampa's playing. Well, you I mean you got Dalton in there at quarterback. Winston's banged up. I mean, you haven't really had Michael Thomas back. You know what I mean? He played like what one game? No, yeah, that's think, true. And, and that was it. I mean, so, Tampa's lucky they are playing that division. They don't have an easy schedule ahead of them though either. They after I mean tonight's after, one. Yeah. Uh, the the Ravens are going to be a tough one. Then they go to the then they go to LA to play the Rams. Then the Seahawks, who have been weirdly good, the Browns, who I think have Deshaun Watson back at that point. Then I think he to... I think he is coming back, isn't he, Deshaun Watson? Yeah, was it week eleven? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I think it was eleven or twelve. I think he's back for that Buccaneers game, so he'll be back for that one. Then they go to the Saints, 49ers, Bengals. Cardinals, and then they finish up with the Panthers and Falcons. So, if they keep at this rate, they finish that year this year five and twelve, and that's giving them a win over the that second win over the Panthers and the Falcons. And you can't say nothing's easy either with them. No easy victory. And and it's funny too because I think a lot of people would like to point the finger at Brady, but you look at some of those big key drops in that Panthers game. I mean. Evans dropping that bomb downfield wide open. Yeah. And then he off. drops and then he drops a touchdown pass on top of that. So I mean it's not, it's really not just all Brady. You know, what once I mean? again, so, is Todd Bulls the right head coach for that team? I'm still gonna say well, like I, I think, said last I think we, week. We answered that last week, Steve. I, I think I he's not. You know what I mean? As much well, as much as I like the guy, you know what I mean? Maybe it's best that he's a defensive coordinator. You know what I mean? Some some guys, some coaches are just meant to be coordinators. Very great coordinator, yeah. But no, it's 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 a good point for sure. Um, the G Men are still rolling. The Giants won their sixth game of the season in their fourth straight in a twenty-three to seventeen win at Jacksonville on Sunday. Nothing seems to be phasing this team. Their offense is clicking with a depleted receiving core. Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley are both healthy and are doing what they're supposed to do. The defense looks like a bunch of Pro Bowl veterans, and Brian Dabbles got them heading in the right direction. I think it's safe to say that 
No one expected this kind of start to the season for Big Blue. But Steve, is it safe to say for the Giants that they're heading to the playoffs? Uh, unless I see that word clinch next to their name. <laughs> uh, they're making the playoffs. But... Did, you say, did you say clinch? Clinch? <laughs> clinch. Okay, I thought I misheard. Did you, you wait? Did, I I thought it was clinch, but no, clinch. No. I thought he until said I clinch. see the word clinch a playoff berth, I'll say they're making the playoffs. But I, I don't know. You think that one of the biggest plays of the of NFL happened last? You know, against Jacksonville last week, stopping what the two yard line, one yard line for them scoring a touchdown and but kick the, an extra point to win the game. That's just it. The Giants' defense has been defense has been so solid for them thus far in the year. I mean, where's how how is that, Steve? Like, what are you seeing from the defense? I mean, is that uh, just a, great coaching? A good defensive or? coach for once and putting in the right positions to win the game and not being afraid of blitz. Um, you know, and then been very adjustments in the second half. This whole coaching staff. Yeah. Something doesn't go well. They'll change it up and see what they can do. And by the way, Jones was offensive player of the week. Yeah. 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 Jones has been been coming alive with Yeah, exactly. With no wide receivers and a lot of doubters. I mean, I give Jones a lot of credit. He's making very big strides forward. And I mean, he's becoming a threat for sure at quarterback. But you look at, I mean, you look at this defense there's really not a whole lot of stars on this defense though i mean there's not a lot of big names on this defense i mean who who's the biggest name that stands out for you steve like with that with that defense i mean it's gotta be our line dexter lawrence he's been the main consistent of stopping the run and when he you know does his bull rush up the middle these linemen can't stop him he's too big and quick but no, you, you can't name any linebackers. And then Julian Love in the secondary. You got Landon Collins back. But everybody's it's just been a team. Yeah, Joe. Any and thoughts? Executing all their plays. Any thoughts on this on Big Blue, on what they're doing? Uh, Steve, how annoyed are you going to be when the Giants go <laughs> fourteen and three and they don't even win their division? Yeah, that's gonna be very upsetting. I mean, it's yeah. That's, it's, a, that's a very a, good point. That's a good point. I mean, it's very possible. Like it sucks. So because... I'm happy where they are right now. I predict them having two wins beginning of the year. I thought it would be terrible. Yeah. This guy predicts about two wins. And he's on a football podcast. <laughs> um, no, well, I mean, if you told me the last uh... before the season, what did you thought? I would have told you that. Well, I was pretty high on the draft picks, and uh, Kayvon proved it this past week. Uh, Thibodeau was awesome, and I was saying. He is the perfect edge rusher, athletic type of guy that you want on your your line. He proved it this past week. Um, but, no, you guys are right. Daniel Jones is finally starting to get the respect that he may have deserved the whole time. I mean, I feel like all my Giants friends have been pretty down on him I've the, over his the course of his career. Steve, what were your thoughts? Have you ever been like – Daniel Jones is my guy. Like outside of this past year, this season, were you like Daniel Jones my guy? I, I always like Jones. Brian could back me up. I love that draft pick. Um, yeah, I do. In. I do. Yeah, I do remember you. Being I thought he reminded me of Eli more than anybody. Yeah, um, I, I did. Jo- I like him when he was with Shermer that first year. He actually had a good year before he got hurt. 
Um, but I was there was disappointing seasons with him and how where is he throwing the ball? Too many yeah, turnovers. But, yeah, but with that, but Steve, I think you have a coach now give him telling him you know accountability of you can't turn the ball over anymore. Yeah. He's he's got a sense of direction now, and he but, can run pretty quick for his size. He's very quick. I think oh, yeah. people I think people were good. on him way too quickly, though. I think people were judging him like way too way too fast, and I feel that's, like the same. That's, that's New York, though. That's playing in New York. Yeah, that's very true. But I feel the same goes for Barkley as well. I feel like people were jumping all over Barkley. Well, he's because, always hurt. Yeah, because well, think, because he was hurt. You know what I mean? I it's think like, the thing about Barkley too was the the pick, the time in which they drafted him, and the needs they had. Right? Like that's always what people are going to say about the Barkley. Well, we should have got Quentin Nelson that year. Everybody yeah. says the the like the Giants weren't ready to draft a, a running back, and everyone says running backs are a dime a dozen, and you know, not obviously a Saquon Barkley isn't, but you can get a, a good competent running back. But you, it's harder to find good offensive linemen. So I think the issue with Barkley was not necessarily his play, but his injuries and where he was taking the draft and how they kind of wasted his best years. So they're getting, they're peaking at the right time at a good point in Barkley's career. He's been healthy. He's been running well. Daniel Jones is looking great. Your young draft picks, who you they killed the first round of the draft this past year. Your young draft picks are looking. Well, Neil just got hurt. Our offensive line for Alabama just went out. He's out for two to four weeks. Yeah, but up before that, he was performing well, and every everything's going up for the Giants right now. And I just can't wait to watch it implode. And by the way, (laughs) if you guys don't know, the Giants' offensive lineman Andrew Thomas is the highest ranking position player in football at his position, which is. Unheard of right now. I man, never thought that. I do, he was a good offensive lineman, but and he's a left tackle, which is huge. Like we were talking about with the Packers. All right, uh, Christian McCaffrey, the missing piece to the 49er puzzle. Although the 49ers just got blown out by the Chiefs at home, the 49ers are still a force to be reckoned with. It went from a possible playoff team to possible Super Bowl contenders. And one player did that for him. Yes, Jimmy G is still a manager of the game. But now he's got the luxury of throwing swing passes to an outlet of McCaffrey out in the flat. Remind you of a certain offense the 49ers once had? Guys, I'll direct this at Joe, actually. What does Christian McCaffrey bring to this 49er offense? What exactly is it, Joe? And, and um, is all of that true, what I just said? Are they I think it Super offers, Bowl contenders now? I think it offers another option for Jimmy G. I think there's a lot of potential there. Don't forget Christian McCaffrey is coming off of a pretty big injury. Right. He's been healthy this year. He's looked Not, pretty good, though, thus far this year with the, with the Panthers. He did. He looked very good, and, and that's nothing against what he's been doing this year. The potential is the potential of injury is just as high as the potential for him to go off and have a, a career year with a new team, right? Right. Um, but I do like to pick up for them. It establishes the run game more for them. They get another. Like, they get a really good running back. They get a clear number one running back now. He uh, averaged just under five yards last week and caught two passes for twenty four yards. They're slowly implementing him, and he—I think he got in. What he got in a couple of days before that game, 
Yeah, and he literally, how many plays was it? I think they said he learned like, was it like 30 plays or something like that? It was yeah. Like crazy. So he was able to get right into that offense and be, you don't see that. I mean, that's, I, I'm not, there's a reason I'm not a football player is because football is such a methodical, meticulous sport that these guys need to be like in the books instantly. So Christian McCaffrey was able to instantly learn a bunch of plays and incorporate himself into his first week. That's that speaks volumes about McCaffrey, his, I think, in my opinion. Well, do you know where he went to school? Where's that? Where did he go he's, to school? He's a Stanford boy. He's a Stanford, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so he, he he's a smart kid. Um, yeah. We'll just see if he can stay healthy. He always remind me of Actually, no, never mind. I got him and uh, Luke Keekley mixed up. They kind of look like the same guy to me. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say Luke Keekley. Like, Luke Keekley reminds me of Luke from. He's one hell of a linebacker, though. Was he linebacker yeah. or end? No, he's, he's, uh, he's a linebacker, yeah. But anyway. That's no, really funny, been, Joe. Good good, good job. Uh, good job on the 49ers getting a good running back. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Steve, I want to ask you this question. I mean, you could you can give us your comments about McCaffrey, but I want to ask you this question though: Do the Seahawks serve as any kind of a threat to the 49ers at all to possibly win the NFC West? Do you think the way Geno's playing right now, and I mean, you know, they got McCaffrey. Obviously, it's another weapon added to that offense. It's already, you know, I think a dangerous offense. But um, the Seahawks, I mean, wh- what kind of do they serve any kind of threat? Do you think? To the 49ers? Oh, yeah, I think they always do. Um, they're a great, you know, home team. Uh, I, I just don't trust Geno Smith. But uh, the guys playing. look the guys look great so far. I mean, he is. This, this I mean, is like Geno Smith we've never seen before. Now, but he might be losing right. him. Right. That's um, You know, right. they do have the Giants this week. They should beat them at home, but you never know. Uh, but I think Seahawks, didn't the Seahawks just sign somebody? To replace, uh, or is it? Am I thinking of Godwin? Do they have uh, Marquise Godwin that just came in? Is that who I'm thinking of? I'm not sure. They might have. Joe, do you have any any idea about that? Is it? I, th- I think it is Marquise Godwin, X 49er, actually. Oh, maybe I was I was scrolling Twitter because I knew. Yeah, I know they brought somebody in to take DK's spot for the season. I'm. Well, that's a big loss too. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, loss. that's it's massive. Huge that's huge. Yeah. Gino Smith. About... Gino Smith, right. you don't punch somebody in the mouth. Don't make that, don't <laughs> yeah. make that boy mad. Yeah. That's yeah. my that, I'll make that joke every week until <laughs> Yeah. What were you saying, Steve? No, it's just with the Niners and McCaffrey. I just hope he stays healthy because, you know, he is well, one hell of a player, but when you're on course. the bench or not playing. Yeah, um, I mean, of course you want. You, I bet you, you know. Debo Samuel is the happiest guy, so now he knows he has to get all the pressure on him. I am McCaffrey there, but yeah, but you also I look thought they're gonna play your better. tight end that return uh, too. I mean, have I know I thought they're gonna play better after this trade and the whole team, and then you lay an A against the Chiefs like that. Yeah, I mean, Chiefs. <laughs> I, I'm still gonna say it. Chiefs are they're like one. They're back and forth between one and two for me. Like in you know. Top teams in the NFL. Well, they just got a good wide receiver for their injured reserve uh, team. Right. And who did Today. they get? Who is that, Steve? They got Tony, the Joker. <laughs> I'm He's the Joker, the baby. 
<laughs> I thought that was one hell of a trade for the Giants today. Oh, Get a third round and a sixth round for him. <laughs> well, you want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> oh man, we have to we have to have a movie segment on this show pretty soon. We have to do something for that. We did. We did the uh, cast our cast our. Um, no, I yeah, we did the uh, what was that? The fantasy or the Hollywood rank our top football movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah we got to have like a segment though, where it's just all like yeah, all movies. Like, rank, yeah, all rank, movie. all, rank your top five favorite movies of all time. Yeah, we got to do something like that going forward. But all right, so Tua is back. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa returned to action for the first time since suffering that scary concussion in the Thursday night game at Cincinnati. And he picked up right where he left off. Uh, he was 21 of 35 for 261 yards with a touchdown. No picks, no sacks, no fumbles. The Dolphins were virtually perfect in the game. Steve, are the Dolphins right back to where they were when they began the season 3-0? And are the Dolphins a different team with two under center? Uh, because keep in mind, this is a situation where there are talks about, I mean, before there were talks about Tua possibly not returning to football. Remember, he was urged um, not to return by that famous doctor there. Tell the truth. Uh, Malu. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wait, I said exactly. he would be back, though. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. <laughs> we, we can, you guys can admit that. I did say he would be back. Right, right. No, I, I do remember you he saying called that. It. Two, two, I heard Steve that he was like, God, he did. <laughs> and that, and that Dr. Quack, we told him that too. Faithful, faithful listener, Tua Tagovailoa to our Thursday morning football podcast was like, Oh, Steve. Well, he's God, one of the million friend. viewers we have. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, Steve, I mean, is this Dolphins team obviously? I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that, you know, they're a different team with two under center, but are, are the Dolphins back to where they were when they began the season three and are they that dangerous team that's capable of beating like a Buffalo Bills and, you know, or a Baltimore Ravens. Oh, of course they are. You could tell him missing all these um, games that he is that team. Um, I mean, Hill Hill's been a great pickup and you can't say nothing wrong with that, but uh, whatever Tua does, that's what the team goes. Um, I think everybody loves playing for him and, you could tell the whole, the defense plays well when he's out there. He makes big plays. Um, yeah, they're a threat to anybody. Uh, Joe, what makes what makes Tua so special? Like, what what is it about him that just really gets the team like you know, like come come uh camaraderie camaraderie ship or however you say it? I don't even know how to say it. <laughs> what uh, what what makes the team just like want to play for Tua and what makes him so special like when he's understanding? I, I mean I think that's a question you gotta answer my friend. I think you watch <laughs> I think you're much more on the Dolphins than I am, but I can tell you that oh, um you know you know what makes Tua want to play is having Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle both out there. Um you know he converted 100 he couldn't he threw for 150 yards just in those two guys alone. Yeah. And he hit them he, he completed them pass to those guys. And the defense had three picks. Granted, it was also the Steelers and they only beat mm-hmm. them by so, but they had a key pick at the end of the game there. I mean, that little toe tap to save the you know right right I before think, the end zone. I think it's I think that again kind of comes down to the Dolphins defense is still very good despite them being in the negative now. They're score they've scored 147 points this year. 
they've allowed 165. So they're now operating at negative. But I'll pose this quite the same question I, I posed to Steve as I did. Uh, I'm going to do to you. Yep. Is how upset are you going to be if the Dolphins do go off? They have, they only have three more divisional games too, which is crazy. Um, but how annoyed are you going to be if they finish twelve and five and they're third place? You know what? I'm not going to be that annoyed at all because it's understandable. I mean, when you have a team like the Bills, you know, basically controlling that division right now, and and you know, keep in mind this was the Super Bowl pick of virtually everybody, you know, before the season started, including myself. So it's it's totally understandable. I mean, yes, I think they're going to be fighting for a wild card spot. Um, I do think they are going to get a wild card spot, but still, if they don't get a wild card spot i mean you know i'll be upset about it but at the same time it's understandable that they don't win that division i mean i think it would be great if they win the division i think they still do have a very good shot to win the division just the simple fact that they have a win over the bills and now they can you know possibly split with them you know what i mean it's still possible for them to beat the bills a second time do i think they're going to do that in buffalo no i don't I think the bills are going to be upset. They're going to, they're going to come out with vengeance in that game. But yeah, I mean, you say, Joe, you say they have three divisional games left. Um, the Jets, I think you guys are better than the Jets with two. Well, and the Jets just lost Brees Hall for the season, yeah. which was a huge part of that offense. And they, <laughs> didn't they lose another key player too? Didn't they lose another, I think key oh, offensive more. Elijah Moore. Yeah. They, yeah. They moved. Yeah. He got traded or is he sitting? No, I think. Sitting. He didn't get hurt. No, I think he was requesting a trade. Oh, that's who it was. Uh, so I, so I, so I was like, "Hey, we're not trading you, so you're just going to sit there on the bench." So yeah, so he's sitting. So I mean, you know, there's some key losses there for the Jets. You know what I mean? Um, so when it all comes down to it, and I mean, you got the Patriots who just got what they got blown up, blown out at home, you know, by the Bears on Monday Night Football, you know, which. <laughs> they can't even decide their quarterback right now. And when you ask Belichick about it, he, you know, he's not going to give you an answer. So, you know, keep that in mind, the jets and the Patriots, they don't really serve as a threat at this time, even though we were so high on the, the jets, you know, cause they're on a roll, but I, I think they're going to start to fall off maybe just a little bit. Um, I mean, they'll continue to win obviously, but I, they won't be the same team that we've been seeing, you know, for the past few weeks, but this Dolphins team, they have a lot of potential in front of them. As long as Tua can stay healthy and as long as they keep rolling the way they are. And, Joe, that's a great point about the defense. I mean, you know, um, and Steve, I think there there was a story you told me earlier about there's something going on with um, their star cornerback there. Or is it their safety? I can't remember. who. Uh, cornerback. Was it Xavier Howard or something? Yeah, there's a story that came out on Howard. So he may be missing some time. There's obviously still, you know, more investigation on on into that story. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but still a strong defense nonetheless. And, um, you know, like I said, it's just all about staying healthy like it always is with the Dolphins. So, and, you know, uh, but as far as two is under center, yes, they're a different team. And he gives them the best the best chance to basically make the playoffs. I I think they get a wild card. That's going to be my final decision on that. But um, 
Do they, right. If they get the wild, if they get a wild card, who do they play? They're playing probably the what? It would come down to. Well, you got that crazy. You got the crazy AFC West still going on. You got the crazy AFC North. You know well, what I mean? The, like, so it comes down to after. So after the divisional winners, it goes down to. Does it go to? Um. So the top team, the team with the best record, gets a bye. Right. And then the other three division winners have to play the three wild cards. And then it becomes a ranking, right? It becomes one through six or no? I believe you're right. So they're probably playing the that. Titans right now, it looks like. Would they be playing the Titans or the Chiefs? Would they be the last wild card? Well, dep- yeah, that's just it. It depends on which wild card they get. Um, because if they, if they get the last saying, wild card, it looks like they're going to be playing Dolphins, the Chiefs. If you're a Dolphins, you want to play the Titans. I would. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. But – so I would we, not want if, to play with the Chiefs. I would just say everything ratios up and these standings, how they are, go until the end of the year. So you would have the Jets, Dolphins, and it would be a tie between the Bengals and Chargers. So whoever owns that double head to head, let's say the Bengals for the sake of the argument, the Bengals gets the wild card. Um win division. You you want me you want me to speak uh, here, I'll just speak realistically in terms It'll of probably, like the, you'll, if you're the last, if you're the worst, if you're the bottom of the wild card teams, you're playing the top team uh, still standing. So it's probably either the Chiefs or Ravens, right? Right, which are two very tough teams in my obviously in my opinion. But who would you rather play? Oh, between the Chiefs and the Ravens, the Ravens. Even though we don't have a good history against the Ravens, I still think that's the that's the team. I would want to face my. I would not want to face the Chiefs. Chiefs are dangerous. You'd have to go to Baltimore. But but let me let me let me say this though, Joe. Let me here. I'll say this. Realistically speaking, if the the Dolphins, no matter what wild card they get, getting into the the playoffs, right? How deep can they realistically go into the postseason? I you're looking at, you know, a win, a wild card win in in the first round. But then after that, it's like it starts to get a little hairy after that. You know what I mean? Because who knows who, gonna, who they're going to face after that. But, I mean, when you have teams like the Chiefs, you have teams like the Bills. I would, I would assume they would probably get the Bills next, right? Yeah, but even yeah, but even so, I mean, look what they had to go through to beat that team. I mean, it yeah. came down to the last second of the game. And they and realistically, like, did the, should the Dolphins have won that game? No. Because the 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 Bills, I mean, that was just bad clock management. And is I'm there sure comfort, is there comfort in the enemy? You know, in terms of like, hey, we know we can beat the Bills. We don't know if we can beat these other teams. Are you still looking at the Bills being like that? Still, like, I mean, still well, yeah, because the Bills, the Bills are division. They're a divisional team. I mean, they're familiar with them and they know them. But they're they're not going to be no slouch though. You know what I, I mean? also like be scared if Cincinnati gets in there and they get a little hot streak going into the playoffs. Well, Cincinnati because they went last Cincinnati's year. Cincinnati's starting to heat up right now. I mean, they went, I, I've been saying this. I don't think Cincinnati's as good as we think they are. I put. I even put them in my top ten. I don't think they're that good. I think Zach. Ta- I don't think Zach Taylor is a good play caller. Well, they're still a dangerous team, and it may last for the yeah, Super Bowl. I think, and if they could I think still if do Cincinnati's, it again. yeah, if Cincinnati still gets in the playoffs, I agree. I think they're st- they could still make some noise because they have some playmakers on that team. And with Joe Burrow as a quarterback, I mean, he's got experience already. You know, I already been been to the Super Bowl, and so I mean, 
I don't know whether Zach is calling the the Zach Taylor's calling the the plays or not. I mean, I I, st- I still think they're they're a dangerous team. They just they have that team has too many weapons on their team. I mean, for you guys, for your players, you got a whole Buffalo and Kansas City get knocked out. Unless you guys beat one of them, another team gets knocked out. Chiefs and Bills, those are the two teams. I mean, ultimately, I think it's going to come down to them for the AFC. I really do. I mean, oh, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna see that rematch of what was that last season with that crazy playoff game. That was that was the best playoff game of the year. I think that was the best playoff game I've ever seen. I mean yeah. that that was yeah. insane. I've never seen a team go down the field that fast in like a matter of seconds and win the game. I mean that that was just remarkable. But that's what the AFC, in my opinion, is going to come down to. I mean. You know, obviously we're going to have our our playoff picks going forward, but, you know, I don't know. In terms of the Dolphins, though, yeah, they're going to get in the playoffs, but it's like you're asking yourself how deep can they really go into the the postseason and running into teams like the Bills and the Chiefs, it's going to be – it's going to be tough. Well, but like Joe said, you do have the most two dangerous weapons, which are wide receivers. Yeah, with – yeah, I think – I I mean, I do think like – it's very rare that you have a talent that can change a game at wide receiver, but when you have two of them, I think Jalen Waddle is severely underrated only because he's next to probably one of the only other wide receivers that I'd consider better than in the league, and that's Tyreek. And Hill's gonna bring experience too. I think Waddle. I think Waddle honestly is probably a top five wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, I definitely have him in the Can't top argue ten. That. Yeah, there's, there's You're definitely. Right. He's definitely – I think he's definitely in top ten. I think there's an argument for him to, like, be on the fringe of, of the top five. But when – yeah, but yeah, when – He was Tua, putting numbers when, up before Hill got there. When Tua's throwing the ball, though, I mean, Tua, Tua brings those guys alive. You know what I mean? So, it was yeah. much – much obviously much different when Bridgewater was, was in there. But right. We've spent uh, more time talking about the Dolphins than we have. <laughs> the whole podcast. So, All I'm right. going to say we move on. All right, we're gonna move on to and they're not our... six and one either. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we spent more time talking about them than the six and one Giants. All right, I get it, Steve. <laughs> I get it. All right, we're moving on to our this is actually I was really looking forward to this all week. Uh we're gonna move on to our all-time NFL fantasy draft now. Um so basically with this, uh we're going to do uh, a 53-man draft. Uh, we're, yeah, we're basically going to uh, draft 53 players from the year 1970 to the present year of 2022. Um, we're going to draft one player per year. Um, it could be any position um, during any time, you know, during any year. Um, so there is a lot of strategy involved with this. A lot of planning, a lot of research. Um, but once that year is passed, we cannot go back to that year to draft a player. Just keep that in mind. Um, so you must draft the appropriate number of players per position. And I'm gonna I'm gonna read them all out right now. I'm gonna read out the offense, the defense, and then also the special team. So for offense, you have two quarterbacks, three running backs, one fullback. Six wide receivers, three tight ends, nine offensive linemen, which are made of four tackles, four guards, and one center. All right, so that's the offense. The defense, nine defensive linemen, 
which is basically made of four defensive tackles, four defensive ends, and one nose tackle. And then aside from the defensive linemen, you have seven linebackers, 10 defensive backs, which is four cornerbacks, three strong safeties, and three free safeties. All right, so that's defense. And then lastly, special teams, we're just doing one kicker, one punter, and one long snapper. And then at the very end of the entire draft, we're going to basically draft one head coach. Um, and then we'll go through, obviously we'll go through or we'll differentiate between our starters and our bench. Um, so for this week's episode for tonight, we're going to, or I'm, excuse me, this morning, we're going to do 10 players for this week's episode. Um, so from 1970 to 1979, um, I have no idea, <laughs> guys. These years were ridiculous. These years were hard to research, and I wasn't familiar with a lot of the players, just a few of them. But hopefully, we could pronounce um, their names. Yeah, but after after um tonight or um I keep saying tonight. <laughs> I'm so excited for the Thursday night game. I think that's what it is. Um, <laughs> after this morning's episode. Uh, we'll draft another 10 players for next week's episode and vice versa until we get to um, 2010 uh, to 2022, where there will be 13 rounds for that, that episode. So the draft order is as follows. Uh, it's going to go Joe first, uh, then me, and then Steve. And then Steve, it's going to be a snake style draft. So Steve, you'll have back to back. And then, you know, obviously Joe will. Um so, Joe, you have the first overall pick for the year 1970. Um, who are you going to take with the first overall pick? So, the first pick of our draft is going to be the best, one of the best cornerbacks to ever play the game, Mel Blount. Um, I, from Pittsburgh Steeler <laughs> Hall of Famer, five-time Pro Bowler, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. And yeah, that's it. All right. I like your pick, sir. I hate right. your picks. Yeah, Steve, I heard you uh you were like you were upset about that one. What was going on there? <laughs> were you upset that I purposely mis- mis- said his name? No, I wanted him as my draft pick. <laughs> All right. Uh so it is now my pick. Ah, I am going to have to go. Oh, this is going to be tough. Oh, geez. You know, I was looking at, uh, you know, I'm not even going to say names. I'm going to do Charlie Waters, safety of the Cowboys, because why not? Right. Um, And I'm actually, if I'm not mistaken, was he a long snapper or was he just a holder? He might have just been a holder. Actually, I can't remember what he was. I got to look that up. But if he was a long snapper, that may be my long snapper. But uh, yeah, I'm going with Charlie Waters, though. Safety for the Cowboys. Well, I'm going with safety Cliff Harris. Um, another safety. And he went into five Super Bowls he played during his 10-year career. Um, so, yeah, give me experience and... Uh, I'll take Cliff Harris. All righty. I like that pick. All right. So that is the, that does it for 1970. Um, 
So just really quick. <laughs> so nobody chose. Oh, geez. Was who was the was there? I know there was a few Hall of Famers from that year was um, Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw was not taken. OK, that's interesting. I think if we get two quarterbacks, I'm not making one of my top quarterbacks, Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> OK, that's well put. All right. Um, I mean, did he win a lot of Super Bowls? He did. There was there was Jim Langer, he, uh, an offensive lineman pick in there, and he also could have had Cliff Harris. Or someone I think Cliff Harris. Thanks for listening, Joe. I don't. Listen. I, I mute whenever whenever you are speaking. I just hit mute and I. Sorry, <laughs> picking up on that. Oh man! All right. So Steve, we're, you have the very first pick of 1971. So who are well, you going to go with? I'm going with our. Well, mostly me, Brian, but uh, Joe. You know, I'm going with Dan Diendorf because he's a great announcer, and he was an offensive tackle. Okay. I'm sure you know him, right? As who, did he, who did he play for? Cardinals. Or, or who did he get drafted by? Was it? Yeah, was it the Cardinals? Well, not the Cardinals, was it? No. I think he yeah, got, yeah, St. Louis Cardinals. He got drafted by St. Louis Cardinals. Six-time yeah. Pro Bowl. Yeah. And he did color commentary for ABC and CBS. I don't know if you okay. remember him doing the games. Uh, yes, I do. If you hear him yeah. and I and Eagle were together for a while. Yep. I do remember him, yep, doing the games. All right. Uh now my pick. I am gonna go with yeah, let's see. I'm gonna take linebacker Jack Ham from the Steelers. Oh. <laughs> and it, it begins already. I thought I was gonna I, that's like the only guy I knew from that draft. But oh man. Um, now, now you really gotta like go with your like your plan. That's a yeah. Oh man, that's too funny. He was sick. He was a four-time Super Bowl champ. Yeah, that's those Steelers teams are so good. Yeah, yeah, those are like the best Steeler teams. I mean, in my opinion, seventy Steelers teams. But um, all right, Joe. We'll give you a sec if you want. No, to. no, no, no. I got. I have a long list. I did a lot. I did a lot of prep work for this. That's how I. That's how serious I take this job. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna go with a defensive end. He's a Hall of Famer, seven-time Pro Bowler, and his numbers are tied by the LA Rams. Jack Youngblood. I knew it. I knew we were gonna go with him. Yeah, that's actually um, that is a really good pick. I like very, that. Very and honestly, he was my backup pick strictly on I love one of the most underrated hockey movies of all time is Youngblood and with Patrick Swayze. So oh, I, I never was, saw that one. Oh, it's awesome. Keanu Reeves is playing goalie. It's so good. Oh, I gotta see that. That actually sounds really good. All right. Uh, well, I'm glad you're prepared. Um Cause, cause I'm definitely not, I didn't, I didn't prepare for this, but all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, Joe, you will have the first pick. So that's 1971. That's done. So you have the first pick for 1972. Um, I'm going to add another Steeler. He's a four-time Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl and MVP and nine-time Pro Bowler, Franco Harris. I knew it. So it is that your fullback? Yes. Oh man, that is that's a great pick for fullback. All right, and now, I definitely, I definitely yeah. had him penciled in at fullback when I when I saw him. Okay, 
<laughs> All right. I am going to take... Oh, jeez. This is going to be really tough. Oh, man. I'm going to... Ah, I'm going to go with Cliff Branch. Wide receiver for the Raiders. I feel like... Uh, just quickly, my strategy, just so we're all clear on this, I'm not taking a wide receiver before like 1993. I feel like, I feel like the wide receivers this early are are just scary. Yeah, I mean, I kind of got caught there. Though I'll let you, I'll let you rescind it. I'll give you a second, and and we can cut out all the dead dead air if you want to look for another pick. Uh, I just don't. Oh man, that yeah, you I was kind of player in this draft. Though. I was, yeah, I know, I was kind of banking on Franco Harris with that because I needed a fullback. But uh, what are we in 1972? Yeah, uh, no, I'm gonna, you know what, I'm gonna stick with, yeah, I'll stick with Branch. Oh, great, thanks. He was, he, he was a great <laughs> wide receiver, I mean, he really was, but all right, and he was a Hall of Famer too. Um, all right. So, Steve, I have no clue. Can I pass? <laughs> no, you can't, you can't pass. <sighs> I mean, unless edit. you just want us to pick somebody for you. Edit this dead ear. <laughs> There's a really good punter in there. Well, I, mean, I don't want that punter. If you're looking for a punter. I feel like we're all going to be going for the same punter. Oh, well, my punter's in the next draft. No, don't, next say his, don't say his oh. name. Well, I have the first pick, so. No, I'm definitely. I, my partner's not in any of the in any podcast anytime soon, so I think we're good. Okay. All right, Steve. Do you have a name? I, I have no clue. I don't know to have here. We're gonna Maybe give me else in seventy two. Go ahead. We're gonna count you down. One hundred. Ninety nine. <laughs> Ninety eight. I would pick honestly, Steve. I would go. All right, with just give me a number one pick overall. I don't know this guy named Walt Pat Pat, Pat Walter Payton. <laughs> oh, Walter Patul Patulski. Yeah, I have no clue who defensive he is. end from Notre Dame, Buffalo Bills. All right, whatever. What was his stats? Did he even play? Yeah, was he a Pro Bowler? What we what we? No, he wasn't even a Pro Bowler. Are you sure you want him? <laughs> no, that would be interesting. We should do the math. He plays seventy games, twenty-one and a half sacks. Whatever, he'll just be in the bench. We should do. We should have stats on like how many, like how many Hall of Famers we have, how many Pro Bowls we have. That would be interesting. They played five years. Yeah, how many years of service we have? We so should. Do you still it. want him, Steve? You want? Yeah, Walt? I give you three. He's six six two fifty nine defensive, defensive end. Yeah, I'll take him. Oh my goodness. He'll so, be on the bench anyways. Steve will coach him up. Oh, my goodness. And what was he, a defensive end? Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, for the Bills. All right. All right, Steve, you have the very yeah. next pick for Play 1970. Guy. There we go, guy. Oh, and I knew you were going to pick him. Okay. Why are you taking Ray Guy? Do I have to say? No. He's Ray Guy. <laughs> oh boy, is that inside joke I missed? Yeah, I, I'm like still waiting for like the uh, his longest punch, seventy four yards. Ray Guy. All right, <laughs> Steve's taking Ray Guy. All right, 
my pick. I am going to go with... Uh, let's see. I'm going to go with John Hanna. Nice. Guard, guard for the New England Patriots. Yeah, he was my top guy, too. All right. Uh, Joe, who are you going to go with? 1973. I'm going to go after a, a man of my own namesake, Joe D. LaMillior. Guard for the <laughs> Wow. He, I should probably know his name. He's a Hall of Famer, six-time Pro Bowler, and eight-time All-Pro. So yep. it's, not like a, it's not like a schlub pick or anything. But Sorry, Joe. I, I don't know how to say your name, but you're on my team now. No, I think he did a good job of saying his name. I mean, I I think it was very well said. All right, 1974 now. Joe, you're going to start us off with the first pick of 74. Who do you have? Sorry, give me one second. I'm just organizing my board. Yep. Um, I'm taking off the names. I I have a big I have a big whiteboard right now, and it's, it has like everyone on it, and I'm circling. I'm erasing. It looks like oh, I like it. Is everything like color coded too? Yep, color coded. It looks like we are Marshall in here. Okay. Before before everybody died. Um, okay. All right. Mouse clicking right now. All right. What <laughs> is going to work? What year are we are? Nineteen seventy four. Nineteen seventy four. We're almost halfway through. Then I'm going with the Brian's parents' yes. first date. <laughs> what are you going with, Joe? I'm going with the best Geico commercial. Owner of all time, Ed Tutal Jones. Oh, okay. Defensive end for the Cowboys. A wide receiver. Wait, what did you say? Wait, what happened? Nope. Sorry, defensive end. I had my positions all messed up. (laughs) I was about to say. (laughs) I was like, why do I have Ed Tutal Jones at? Wide receiver. So wide I mean, it was tall, but yeah, no. I was looking. <laughs> I was looking at my thing, and it had. I had Edgy Doll Jones wide receiver. I was like, I must have rushed right through this because I was like, yeah. that But no, Edgy Doll Jones. Oh, I like. I like that pick. Actually, it's a really. I mean, I had him on my board, so it's a good. It's a good nickname. You need. You need some personality on your team every now and again. I know I know Steve's more of an X's and O's guy, but I like the I like <laughs> I like a good personality on my team. Oh man, this is going to be really tough. That, oh, don't do year, it. Don't do year's, it. That year's annoying. Yeah, there's like so many good players from this year. You pick year. this guy, I'm going to lose it. Uh, you know what? Just to piss off Steve, I think I'm going to do oh, between two Two guys. That, that that didn't sound right. <laughs> that really didn't sound right. All right. Um, I'm gonna go with. Oh man, this is tough. This is this is really tough. I'm gonna go with Jack Lambert. Yes, linebacker of the Steelers. I know who Steve's gonna take. Go ahead, Steve. You could say it. No, I'm going center, Mike Webster. Oh, I was not expecting that. Four-time actually. Super Bowl champ, nine-time Pro Bowl. Uh, you know, on the hundredth anniversary all-time team and seventy-fifth anniversary all-time team. Wow. I was actually expecting you to take uh, Lynn Swan. I really, yeah, I thought about I really it. Really was. Um, other players I was looking at: Dave Jennings, one of my own for uh, punter. 
for the Oilers. He's one of the greatest punters, apparently, of all time. Donnie Shell, safety for the Steelers. It's another one. All right. Steve, first pick of 1975. Who do you have? Oh, do I have to say this? I know exactly what you're going to say, and I'm going to be very upset. I'm going with Mr. Payton. Oh, I'm running back. Jeez, man. I shouldn't have. Oh, man. I didn't even have him on my point. Uh, I, I didn't think he was gonna. I didn't think he was gonna fall to me. All right, Steve took arguably one of the greatest running backs of all time. All right, uh, it sucks being in the middle. I uh, yeah, you guys suck. I'm thinking we should maybe mix up the order going forward. Yeah, do a different do a different order every every week. Did I not mention that before we did this? Yeah, no, you did. Steve, what's that line from Home Alone? Can can I can you please let me do the thinking here? Yeah. <laughs> <Where's this? laughs> yeah. All right. Uh no, I agree with that. Um all right. I'm going to take Mr. Fred Dean, defensive end of the Chargers. Nice. I like that pick. Because I already took, yeah, I already took. Uh, oh no, actually, I didn't take a defensive tackle yet. All right, Joe, who do you have? I need to do some finagling real quick. Hold on one second. Fred Dean was in a, a musical group too with, um, I think, Kellen Winslow and some Ooh. other players from the Chargers. Man, Steve, Steve got a really good pick. This year. Oh, I was hoping he wouldn't see him. You're hoping he wouldn't see Walter Payton? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It was just not happening. But... I'm going to go uh, Robert Brazile, Brazil, linebacker. Can you actually spell that for me? It's B R A Z I L E. His nickname, Dr. Doom. That's the only reason why. What was it? It was B-A-R-R. Wait, B-A-R-Z-I-L-E. B-R-B-R-A-Z-I-L-E. Oh, I, oh okay. So it's B-R-B-R-A-Z-Bra. Bra. Brazil. And what was he again? Uh, linebacker. NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year that year. Two-time first team All-Pro. For four. He is from the Houston Oilers, baby. Ah, the Oilers. Okay. I was about. I I was gonna take Randy White from. Yeah, from the, the Cowboys. Cowboys, but that would have put me at three defensive ends already. So. No, he's defensive tackle. Randy oh, White. Oh, yeah. I'm all over, I'm all over the place. Do you want to so, recant? Do you want to recant your pick? No, uh, hand was off the chess piece. I'm setting. I'm I'm taking it. So we all have to follow that rule once you say you're okay. okay. <laughs> I like the, I like that analogy. Yeah, hand, I think big wall. Hand off the yeah. <laughs> hand off the uh chess piece. All right, Joe, you're starting us off. 1976. Oh, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Steve Largent, wide receiver, Oilers. Oh, yes. Ooh, wow. Yes. I I really like that pick, Joe. That's a good pick. The wide receivers are tough during the seventies, but I mean, you do have yeah. you do have Cliff no Branch and you have no Lynn Swan no and Largen, no but... no All right, whammies. Steve's praying that I don't take this guy, and I'm probably going to screw him over. Um, 
Oh man, there's Randy Cross too. I didn't even see that. Ah, no, I'm gonna take Harry Carson. Oh, you piece <laughs> of crap! You're a turd. Yeah, so Harry Carson, I got him. All right, Steve. <laughs> oh man, this is awesome. I can only wait. Right. I can only imagine what with... dolphins are gonna be taken. But... I'm going with Big Bad Jackie. Big Bad Jackie. Jackie Slater. That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> Offensive <laughs> tackle. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, tackle for the Rams. Okay. I know it's a good pick. I like that. I hate you, Brian. I hate All you. right. 19... 1981's going to ruin my you, whole life. What are you crying about? You got Walter Payton. Are you kidding <laughs> yeah, me? Yeah, 1981's going to ruin my whole life, by the way. <laughs> 1977. All right, Steve, you're starting us off. Who do you got? All right, so I have how many running backs we have to pick? Uh, three, three running backs we get. All right, yeah, there's one more is, running backs out there. Back. I'll go with Coach Dungy. Ooh, you can't do that. He was undrafted. No, you can you can take undrafted players. Wait, wait how many safeties we have to pick? Safeties, we have to. So for free safeties, we have. Let's you know what, see. Steve? Take. Take Tony Dungy, but you're getting him as a player, and he sucked as a player. <laughs> so for, for for free safeties, we have three, and strong safeties, we have three. So a total of six. All right. Six Let me miss a Dungy. All right. I am going to go ahead and Just so take... you know, Steve, he played for three years. That's fine. He'll be on my bench. He played oh, in three man. years. He, he started in nine games. Where right, are we picking... on? We're on 77. I'm picking guys for injured reserves. Oh, man, this is tough. That's probably that's probably smart because I'm going to have all my good positions filled up. 77, ah, this is going to be really hard. I, I don't know. Oh, man, I don't know what to take. I am actually going to go with... Man, I feel like I'm picking like all Steelers and Cowboys. It's like really weird. Well, who else is good back then? Yeah, I know. That's very true. Um oh man. There's like no, I'm not really like seeing anybody. You know what? I'm just gonna go ahead and take I, I don't want to do it this early, but I am. I'm gonna take don't uh Tony Dorset. Yeah. The the hand is definitely off the chess piece. This this is a tough year, but yeah, I'm gonna take don't Tony Dorsett running back for the Cowboys. All right, Joe, you're up. 1977. I'm gonna go Marvin Powell, offensive tackle, uh, for the Jets, five time Pro Bowler. Did he just pass away this year? I think he did. I, that's I was wondering why that name sounded familiar. Okay, tackle for the Jets, you said? Yeah. Okay, and Powell, that's P-O-W-E-L-L? P-O-W-E-L-L, you got it. Okay. I think that was him. Are you looking it up? Yeah, I'm looking right now. All right, Joe, we're starting yeah. with you again. He died, okay. he died September 30th. Yeah. Oh, wow. R.I.P. in peace. Rest in peace, Marvin Powell. All right, someone's going to ruin me in this one. All right, 1978. Joe, you have the first pick. I'm going to go Ozzy Newsome, tight end. Ooh. I do like that. That was pick. one of the guys. All right. 
how can I how can I screw Steve over again? Hold on. He's right there. Let's see. Oh man, yeah, I think we gotta go with him. <clears throat> I am going with Earl Campbell. You piece of crap. From the Oilers, yep. I was thinking about it. That it was either between I was gonna I was thinking about Earl, but I wanted to save some space. So he's MVP. So here's my question. Can we can we make running backs fullbacks, basically? No, no unless they played fullback. They have to they Earl have Campbell to, definitely play fullback. I didn't okay. know they, have that. To, they have to have played they have to have taken I would say a certain amount of downs at the fullback position. And he definitely didn't. Okay. No, I'm good and with we can, that. We we can like we know Earl Campbell didn't, but if there's a guy who's like, oh, he might have, like we can definitely like do some research and look into it and make it a discussion. But I think like it, it Peyton has to, Hillis, we have to be, we can veto it. How about this? That we can veto it. So if you want, if you take a guy and like I'm putting him at fullback, Steve and I get a chance to veto it. Okay. No, I like that rule. I like the rules on the fly. That, that works. I'm a fly. I'm a fly guy. Yeah, it's it seems that way. Yes, I get to pick my quarterback next round. All right, Steve. You don't get picks, you goddamn dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right, Steve, what are you taking? Uh James Lofton. Okay, James Lofton, wide receiver for the Packers. Okay. Sir. All right. And I already know who he's taken for the first pick to round yeah. out the 70s. 19... Yeah, you guys could go. 79. Yeah. So Steve's taking Joe Montana, quarterback yes, sir. of the 49ers. Okay. So that's Steve's final pick of the 70s. All right. I yeah, let's, let's not forget Steve was complaining about the snake draft and ends up with Joe Montana to end the drafts. Yeah. Exactly. Wow, I actually have Bill Cower on my on my list. That's hilarious. Oh man. Oh, and do you play longer let... than Dungey? That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's actually a really good question. Just to let you guys know too, 1970 in that draft class, there was um Mike Holmgren. He actually played. Um, all right. I am gonna go. There's some really good players in this one, but I am actually gonna go with one of the greatest tight ends of all time kellen winslow tight end for the chargers nice um did i take your pick joe i figured i figured montana and and winslow weren't dropping to me so you didn't but because i was figuring you would take him you gotta look at the players that are left though i mean there's some good players there yeah i'm looking hold on oh yes i just want to that I'm doing the right thing here. I, I have no idea what Steve's doing right now. He's like calling out random years. But I already have two well, running. I already have well, two Joe running gets another backs, pick by next, the way. Next year, and then I get first 81. <laughs> I'm going to go uh, Dan Hampton, defensive tackle, Chicago. Ooh, that is a good pick. Part of the one of the greatest defenses of all time, the 85 Bears. <laughs> I like that pick. All right, so that's that's gonna do it for the first round of our all-time NFL NFL fantasy draft. I think I just heard Steve rip up his sheet. So oh, uh, uh, somebody's got a typewriter or something. I heard I heard something something uh, 
All right. So very quickly, guys, I'm just going to read off the players that we chose. So, Joe, your team so far for the 1970s, uh, you have Mel Blunt, uh, cornerback for the Steelers, Jack Youngblood, defensive end for the Rams, Franco Harris, fullback for the Steelers, Joe De La Mielure. I how do you say that name? I can't say that name. Just say Joe D. Yeah, Joe D for guard for or, uh, offensive guard for the Bills. Uh Ed Tutal Jones, defensive end for the Cowboys. Robert Brazil, linebacker for the Oilers. Steve Largent, wide receiver for the Oilers. Uh didn't even notice you did back-to-back Oilers there. Marvin Powell. Uh, offensive tackle for the Jets, Ozzie Newsom, tight end for the Browns, and Dan Hampton, defensive tackle for the Bears. All right, I'm going to read off mine now. Charlie Waters, safety for the Cowboys. Jack Ham, linebacker for the Steelers. Cliff Branch, wide receiver for the Raiders. John Hanna, offensive guard for the Patriots. Jack Lambert, uh, linebacker for the Steelers. Fred Dean, defensive end for the Chargers. Harry Carson, linebacker for the Giants. Tony Dorsett, running back for the Cowboys, Earl Campbell, running back for the Oilers, Kellen Winslow, tight end for the Chargers. All right, that was my team, and now I'm going to read off Steve's. Cliff Harris, safety for the Cowboys, Dan Deerdorf, offensive tackle for the Cardinals, Walt Patulski, defensive end for the Bills, (laughs) Ray Guy, punter for the Raiders, Mike Webster, center for the Steelers, Walter Payton, running back for the Bears, Jackie Slater, offensive tackle for the Rams, Tony Dungy, safety for the Steelers, James Lofton, wide receiver for the Packers, and Joe Montana, quarterback for the 49ers. All right, so those are our first-round picks. Um, So next week's episode, we are going to do the 1980s, and that should be really interesting. Yeah, Joe Bryan and me. For the draft. Okay. Oh, yeah, let's. Let's do the randomizer right now so we know what the order is. So we can start Absolutely talking. not. Why not? <laughs> no, we're keeping it. No, we're not. No, okay. No, you we're switching for the 90s. <laughs> we're switching for the 90s. All right. No, well, we're going to switch it up. We're going to switch it up, but we're going to, we'll find out for next episode what that order is. Um, you want me to do it right now while you're talking, Brian? Absolutely not. I'm quitting no, podcast. no, we'll, we'll do it for next week's I'm show. I'm quitting yeah. the podcast, we'll, you guys. We'll save, we'll save it for next week's show. It's All going, right. next round is going uh, Brian, Steve, Joe. Okay. Absolutely not. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to make note of that really quick. So what was no, it? Not. Steve Steve's a little upset right now. <laughs> All right. All right, so we have me, Steve and Joe. All right. Uh all right, we're going to wrap up the show now with our week 8 picks and predictions. All right, and we start with the Thursday night uh tonight's game um on Amazon Prime. It's the Four and three Ravens at the three and four Bucks, and all the lines that I give you guys—it's from Caesar's Sportsbook. All the odds. Um, Baltimore's favored by one and a half in that game. Uh, Steve, we're going to start with you. Who do you have in that game? No, I'll pick the Ravens. Okay, Joe, who do you have? Uh, I'll go the Buccaneers. Okay, I'm going to go with the Ravens in that one. Um, and then we turn to Sunday's games. Um, 
So we have a London game in this one, and it's not really that great of a matchup, but it's the 2-5 and five Broncos at the 2-5 and five Jaguars. Jacksonville's favored by 2.5 in that one. Joe, who do you have? Uh, we'll go with Jaguars. Okay, Steve, who do you have in that one? Jacksonville. I'm going to go with the Jags as well. All right. The 2-5 and five Panthers at the 3-4 and four Falcons. Atlanta's favored by 4.5 in that one. Steve, who do you have? Uh, I'll take Atlanta home. Okay, Joe? I'll go Atlanta as well. All right. I'm going to go with the Falcons as well. Uh, we have the three and four Bears at the five and two Cowboys. Dallas is favored by ten in that one. Joe, who do you have? This is the Cowboys Bears game. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> are, you, are you looking at your team right now? Yeah, I was, I was organizing. I was planning for next week. Uh, we're going. Who you? Who are you going with? Cowboys. Okay, Steve. Who do you have? No, I'll go Cowboys. Okay, I have the Cowboys as well. All right, the four and three Dolphins at the one and five Lions. Miami's favored by three and a half in that one. Uh, Steve, who do you have? I want to say the T word. I'll go Dolphins. <laughs> don't don't say that T word. I'm going to go with a, with a team that just got their starting quarterback back in a team 21 game. I'm going to, I'm or Joe, who are you going to go with actually before I get my pick? I'll go with the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Dolphins as well. Um, the 3-4 and four Cardinals at the 5-1 and one Vikings. Minnesota's favored by 3.5 in that one. Joe, who do you have? Skip me. I need I need time to process. <laughs> okay, Steve, who do you have? Uh, I'm picking the Cardinals. Oh, I like it. Um, I'm actually going to go with, you know what? I'm going to go with the Vikings in that one. I know it's a risk, but I'm going with the Vikings. Joe, do you have a pick yet? Yes. I just wanted to make sure if Call of Duty came out. It did. So <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. So you're going with the Vikings? Yes. Okay. Uh, the 2-4 and four Raiders at the 2-5 and five Saints. Las Vegas is favored by two in that one. Steve, who do you have? Uh, give me Vegas. Okay, Joe, who do you have? Give me, uh, give me the Raiders. Ooh. I'm going to take the Raiders as well in that one. I think they're on the way up. So they're 0-3 away too, but I think they're on their way up. All right, um, the 3-4 and four Patriots at the 5-2 and two Jets. Uh, New England's favored by 1.5 in that game. Joe, who do you have? Uh, I wish I knew who the Patriots were starting, so I'm going to go to the... Uh, it's a trap game. I'm going Patriots. All right, Jody. Or um, Steve, what do you have? Sorry about that. Uh, I think Zach Wilson is going to see ghosts. I'm going with the Patriots. Why is he going to see ghosts? Because oh. Sam Darnold saw ghosts when he saw the Patriots. Yeah, he didn't get the joke. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Joe, you got it at least. I, I got it. I got it. <laughs> Brian, I mean, Brian it is Halloween, to too. Uh, Brian, you're the worst football podcast host ever. I am. I am. I have to admit, I'm I'm just terrible. I'm bad. You're just not on social media enough. No, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not a social media guy. All right, I'm going to go with the Jets in that one. Uh, the two and five Steelers at the six and oh Eagles battle of Pennsylvania in that one. Philly's favored by a whopping 11 in that one. Um, Joe, who do you have? 
God, Billy, baby. Fly goes fly. All right, Steve, who do you have? Eagles. <laughs> oh, man. Do the Eagles get their first loss finally? No, it's when they play the Giants. I am going to go with... Oh, man. You know what? Give me the Steelers in that one. I, I think it may finally happen. I didn't know Big Ben was playing. <laughs> All right. The 4 o'clock games now. Uh, four and two Titans at the one, four and one Texans. Steve, who do you have? This is my trap game. I'm going Houston. Tennessee's favored by two in that one. I almost forgot to get the line. Yeah. Joe, who do you have? I'll go uh, ooh, Houston at home. I know. How could you not take them at home? I'm not going to take them. So, I'm going to go to the Titans. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna take the Texans. It's a divisional game. Texans have been playing tough. They're at home. I, I like it. Uh, the 3-4 three and four Commanders at the 3-3-1 three, three and one Colts. Uh, Indy's favored by three in that game. Joe, who do you have? Uh, Indy's going with their backup quarterback. I will go with yeah. them. And who's starting? Who's starting for them? Sam. Sam Ellinger. Last name. Ellinger. Ellinger. Elling. Ellinger or Ellinger? Ellinger. Yeah. Ellinger. Yeah. All right, Steve. Who do you have? Give me Sam. I am. Wow. Going with the Colts. Um. You know what? Carson Wentz is playing his old team. I think he's going to come out with some fury in that game. So I'm going to go with the. Oh no! Actually, he's not even playing. He's not even playing yet. Taylor Heineke's playing. Do you know what's going on? I do not. I am going to, you know what? I'm going to still go with the Commanders. I think Heineke's still a good quarterback. Um, Colts are just, they're a bad team. They have no idea what's going on right now. All right. The 3 and 4 49ers at the 3 and 3 Rams. San Fran's favored by one and a half in that game. Steve, who do you have? I'm going LA. Hey, Joe, who do you have? I will go San Fran. Yeah, I'm going with San Fran as well in that game. The the Rams, I just cannot trust them anymore. And 49ers are now a dangerous team. Uh, 6-1 and one Giants at the 4-3 and three Seahawks. Seattle's favored by three in that game. Joe, who do you have? They're at Seattle, you said? Yes. I'm going Seattle. I'm going. I'm. I think the Seahawks are going to beat them. All right, Steve. Who do you have? Oh, Giants. No Metcalf. We're all, we're good. Oh fuck, that's very true. <laughs> you know what? If he was playing, I would be freaking out. Boy, he's not playing. Ah, oh, this this is a tough game. You know what? You know, you know they're gonna blitz Geno Smith, by the way. Yeah, I'm going with the Giants in that one. I just, yeah, the Seahawks are—they're a different team, I think, now without that cat. Did we beat them last year a couple years ago? With Colt McCoy as our quarterback. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Seahawks don't even have Penny either. So, all right. Uh, the Sunday Nighter, the three and four Packers at the five and one Bills. Steve, who do you have? And Buffalo's favored by 11 and a half in that you one. You know what? I'm going with Rodgers. What? Wow. Trap game, baby. 
Oh, there it is. All right, Joe, who do you have? Bills. I have the Bills as well. And the Monday Nighter, uh, the four and three Bengals at the two and five Browns. Since he's favored by three and a half in that one, Steve, who do you have? I'm going Cincy. I think they're uh, starting to find their way. Okay, Joe, who do you have? I'll go with Cleveland. It's a trap game. Did we find out? So is Deshaun Watson back in this one, or is it the the following week? I think it's the following week. I, I believe. I think it is next week. What week are we sure. on right now? This is week oh, eight. No, no. Yeah, yeah. no. It's not like three games. Like week twelve. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's yeah. It's still a while. Never mind. Um, Vegas gonna... is a chase though. Yeah. <laughs> don't remind me. I'm on my fantasy team. I'm I'm gonna go with the Browns in this one. They're they're a tough team. I mean they they've been in pretty much most of the games that they've they've played and yeah I'm gonna go with the Browns. And the teams on bye for week eight, the Chiefs and the Chargers. All right, that's all the time we have for our show this morning. Please join us next Thursday morning, same time, same podcast. We'll discuss how your girlfriend's approval for what NFL team you've been traded to could earn you some bonus time in the bedroom. And we'll also discuss how much bangers and mash and toad in the holes. (laughs) I can't believe I wrote that in the script. (laughs) NFL players ate during their time in London. All right. Thank you for tuning in to the Thursday morning football podcast. Brought to you by Bill Belichick's response to the QB controversy in New England. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Thursday Morning Football Podcast. This has been a DNK Global Studios production. Please debate responsibly. Hey!